Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Every hour the enemy pushes closer. Don't we to evacuate? It's impossible. Experience it in IMAX July 21st. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. happening what's going Dunkirk. on Dunkirk. Dun, 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 dun. or as i like to call it what's a guy gotta do to take a shit around here <laughs> yeah welcome to movie sucktastic this is uh, one of our uh oscar best picture nominee review episodes leading up to the big shit show that is the oscars well yeah how are yeah. we doing that this year? We're doing it through Skype, right? Um, there's a chance I might not be available to do it. Oh, that is true. That is um, true. Because w- w- when are the Oscars? March 4th. Okay. I'm flying back from Texas March 4th during the day. Oh, gotcha. I should be back in time to do it. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't. I, hold. I, I, I can't hold you to that. No, no, I, I'm just saying, I should be back in time to do it. The flight we're booking, we hope to be home by 5. I would like to do it. Okay. As long as you want to do it, I want to do it. So I only want to do it if you can do it. I, I'm aiming to do it, but I'm just saying, 
there's a pot there was one other year we had the same issue where i was traveling and we weren't able to do it right uh two years actually we've done that uh that might be the case this year because of the whole texas thing okay uh but we'll play that out as we get to it i'm gonna i'm gonna try to do it mayor has said that she would uh she'd come back on like she did last year so be awesome yeah yes. and i would i would i would hope holly comes on as well we might take an extra day off because we're flying Sunday. So if that happens, we definitely probably, you know, we'll try to do that. Nice. I would love that. I, just, I think we we, I had, we had fun last year. I think it was good. I, I do too. So. But anyway, yeah, so we're reviewing Oscar Best Picture nominees. And now, uh, last episode, we did The Darkest Hour. Darkest Hour. So part, There's no the. Sorry, Darkest Hour. So part two of our war trilogy true is there there's only these are the no, only two not. war films right yeah only two so yeah uh right. but we're doing dunkirk which now between the two films darkest hour great title dunkirk fuck you <laughs> yeah i mean That's it's, the best it's, you could do. it's based on the battle of dunkirk so i, I mean what else could it have been called they, might, they just call it the battle of dunkirk might as well just fucking go all out and just tell us what the film. You know, it's it's a lazy title. It sounds like a lazy documentary title. at that point, and this is one of those based on true events type movies. I would say that there's. Well, see, I don't know. Uh, what? what? I don't. I I don't know how true to the Battle well, of Dunkirk it is. I think it for the for all intents and purposes, from what I've read, it's pretty pretty accurate but i don't know i i don't know the history of it to make he, that here's my philosophy comparison. behind the whole thing okay here here's yeah here's my philosophy for this and this goes back all the way to when they were taking students to see schindler's list <laughs> okay any film that's about a historical event is a dramatization of that event it is going to be wrong in some parts because you need to change it to fit the format. Sure. It's not a documentary. So, and people get all bent out of shit. Like, I remember Braveheart sitting next to Doug and they say, that never happened. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Seriously. I don't care. <laughs> That's not why we're here. <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck, between, I'm stuck between Doug and Brian. Doug, every 15 minutes, is like, all right, that, that didn't happen that way. Brian, every ten minutes, look at his fucking watch because he's got to be somewhere. Oh, did, yeah, the, that the, was that back in the days when he had the glow watch. It would just light up, yeah, illuminate yeah, the, so, half the, the yeah, his, before, his, you know, his whole area. It was before cell phones, so it was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it's like, oh, checking the time. Why, why don't you check the fucking screen? There's a film going on, asshole. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I honestly, I honestly don't care how true to life the film is, uh, but it, I'm sure it's close because they're hyping it as such. And if I actually like want to know factual things about it, I'll read a fucking book. No, th those are all fair points. All right, I apologize. I got a little hyped on my second bottle of wine. Um, <laughs> and by the way, I got a new drinking game uh, for the movie Sucktastic drinking game. For okay. Joey, you drink every time he says, "Anyway." The, just the word "anyway." Just the word "anyway." And Believe who, me, you say it more than you think. Who is saying this? Kenneth Branagh? Uh, which actor? Or is this? I'm just... saying for the our, I'm saying for our show. The movie Sucktastic drinking game. 
Anytime it, Joey says, anyway, take a drink. So and anytime Scott takes a drink, take a drink. So apparently someone has brought that to someone's attention that I say anyway often. No, I, I just noticed it. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, see, now, oh, see yeah, now, now, now I'm going to have a fucking complex about that shit. <laughs> I, I've tried, through the years of us doing this, I've tried to make my delivery of things that I say because because oh no 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 not that it's no i know it's a joke uh not that it's not a normal conversation but i try i try not to sound like an idiot (laughs) let's put it that way you you don't but we do enough segues that you eventually say anyway it has nothing to do with you're you're right and and i don't think it's anything Uh, i could get rid of anyway Every time Joey and Scott have a disagreement, take a drink. Well, there's only going to be a few drinks involved with that. It doesn't happen very often. Really? Yeah. I mean, like... I, 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 I disagree. <laughs> anyway, I'm, Dunker. I'm, I'm, so anyway. The second... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I probably say it more than you do. May, um, I, don't, I don't know. Anyway. Every time Scott pulls his eyes at Joey, take a drink. <laughs> uh, see, Scott can't see vi- Scott can't see video of me because I the video for me is going through the feed for live stream because I'm right. u- because we use Skype to do the show. But if you could see my face right now, <laughs> every time Joey stops saying something halfway through because Scott made a face and says "What?" Take a drink. <laughs> or really. We're doing that. Mm-hmm. You did that to me last week. I listened to our show last week. I had started talking, and you said, um, "Are are you doing this really?" Or, <laughs> and then you immediately turned it around real quick to, "No, if you want to do it, go ahead." It was like, "No, no, no, no." no. <laughs> I, I, I got, I got, I got what happened there. You don't have to try and turn it around to, to pretend you weren't annoyed. It's okay. <laughs> We've known each other way too long for that bullshit. <laughs> oh, that hurts. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, this is going to be the, the anyway, anyway episode. Um, Dunkirk is a film about war. The Battle of Dunkirk. Oh. With Mark Rylance. Would it help? But you can't put your... You can't... What is it? You can't put your head in, in a lion's mouth while... Well, Christopher Nolan's directing you. <laughs> something like something like that. Something along those lines. Um, so, how do you want to approach this? You want to approach this from the movie or from the direction or from what? How, to be, what to be wanna, honest, what, 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 you're watching. I, I don't want to approach it at all. I and and that's not to say. Really? Well, that's not to say that I I really enjoyed this movie. I really liked this movie. I thought it was paced very well. I it was edge of your seat type filmmaking the music it's there isn't a lot of dialogue in this movie at all there no. there's hardly Minimal any it, it is mostly a visual experience with music to push that visual experience to push the tension and it does that 
for an hour and 46 minutes, or an hour and 40 minutes minus the credits. It does it for 100 solid minutes, give or take a minute. Yeah. And Christopher Nolan is one of the only directors that could do that. Mm-hmm. He, in my opinion, truly is the best working director that is that is that is out right now. I, uh, I tell you, we've looked at I his mean, resume. We did that a, um, a couple of weeks ago, and we went right down the line. We could not find a bad film in the bunch. We couldn't even really find. Oh, what's his weakest movie? We could pick one of those, but but when you pick one of it's like okay, this is probably his weakest film. Probably let's say Insomnia. That movie was made twenty years ago. And, and it was a remake of a foreign film, so, I mean, how much can you blame on him? You know what I mean? After yeah. m- after Insomnia, it's just, like, stellar direction and performances from everyone involved after another, after another, after another. Even movies that, like, say, Interstellar, where when I saw the trailer and I just saw the movie poster where it said, you know, maybe we weren't supposed to die on Earth... And I'm just like, what the fuck is this? And I was just yeah. like, Christopher Nolan? I'm like, all right, I'll give it a chance because he's that good. And I watched it and I fucking loved it. And he makes smart films. Very smart movies. Right. Uh, the Fountain? No, that's Aronofsky. That's Aronofsky. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. I, 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 you know, even before I said it, I was like, Scott, that's not Nolan. So I'm going to say it anyway. Fuck it. <laughs> just go but, with it. No. Yeah, I'm gonna go with it. But just nah, go I shouldn't with it. Just with go it. with it. Um, but no, but he's like, he's not. I, I wouldn't say he's like Aronofsky, but he's he's in that same vein of of like just. Well, as far a as knowing filmmaker, as far as knowing what he wants, like exactly what he wants, he's exactly like Aronofsky. But their now, films are very different in that aspect. Aronofsky, he kind of goes more on on the rails of. He still gives you a great performance and great direction. But his right. films have this different tone, this different feel to it. They, 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 they drive a different lane. They're in a different path. Which Nolan, is why Nolan's films, they, and mainstream is probably the word I'm going to use. But he still knows exactly what he wants and exactly what he's going to give you. And and the perfect example of where these two guys intersect is that's why Aronofsky backed out of Batman Begins and Nolan picked it up. That's exactly right. I completely... And you know what? Aronofsky <laughs> won... See, I, 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 just, I, I, I atone for you, my mistakes. I, yes, there you go. Uh, and Aronofsky, the reason why he jumped off of, of that was he he wanted more Batman Year One. He wanted to go Exa- yeah. more. He, he thought that where Batman Begins was, was going was... It was creative differences is really what it came down to. He just he just thought he he didn't like the vision of Batman Begins. He wanted it to be more close to Batman Year One. Which you but, know which, what? Which I would, I would been, love to see that. Basically, if Aronofsky had done it, it would have been like if you took Adam West Batman but made it seriously. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. I mean as far as far as costume, setting, tone, that and that's that's something they didn't want to do. Like you said they, like they would they you know, different direction. Yeah, and, more mainstream. Exactly. And and, and I think I, that I think you nailed it with that. I thank you. I think Aronofsky's Batman Year One, or just whatever they were going to call it, Batman Begins, if they kept that title, I think it would have been awesome. But I don't know if 
everyone would have wanted that. I just don't know what... See, here's the thing. What's interesting about Aronofsky directing Batman is if you watch Black Swan and you watch any of those scenes in Black Swan of the uh, the Birdmen that are in there, oh, Jesus. they're very Batman-esque. If you really that, that... watch those shots, you get an idea of how dark and serious and how fucking cool that might have been if he directed Batman. I'm getting flashbacks to Black Swan now, thanks. Well, if you want, you can just go on YouTube or whatever and just watch those scenes to get the point that I'm making. Well, That's one of those films that Holly's never seen. I'm like, all right, one of these days we're going to sit down and watch this. You know that movie's 10 years old already? Oh, Jesus fuck. Yeah. Really? Yeah. My son wasn't even born yet. (sighs) That's how old that movie is. Stop doing that. Anyway, let's let's talk about people dying at war. Dunkirk. (laughs) Um... So, it's a. I made Holly watch this, and she didn't want to watch it. Okay. And by the end of the film, she was just loving the shit out of it. Yeah, but it's, she's it's, into it's a, it's she's film. into war and she's into history. So, the film captivated her. And like, there were scenes like the plane when it lands on the water, scenes like that where she was like on the edge of her seat, it's like oh, you know. Yeah. Uh, Everyone. Got, I, I. Everyone I've talked to has conveyed that exact feeling. Just. Just feeling that tension, edge of your seat, the music, the way it's filmed, how it's visually delivering everything that you're seeing is, in in many ways, perfection. It truly is. And it's probably why it's going to win Best Picture as well. I don't know. I mean, Shape of Water, there is a hard case for Shape of Water winning Best Picture. And if it loses, it's going to lose to Dunkirk. All right, you know what? You need to talk for a minute while I get my Oscar list because I left it upstairs. Okay, go for it. Um, what, do, what are you going to talk about? I'm probably going to talk about why Den Clark is going to win Best Picture. Oh, yeah, you can go on for a minute about that. Oh, blow me. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, everything that you see in the film with Dunkirk, how it's all portrayed with the music and the cinematography... It's done with such a fine detail. Christopher Nolan knows exactly what he's giving you at every second of the movie. Every scene that you see that's happening, it's happening for a reason. The way the film, uh, or I should say the way the shot is panned, the way the shot is, is centered on the screen, the way it might move to the next shot, it's all meticulously planned. And Christopher Nolan knows exactly what he wants to do throughout the entire film, beginning to end. He even knows exactly how, how he wants the fucking credits to roll. That's how much in command Christopher Nolan is. And the Academy is going to recognize that. And Guillermo del Toro, I'm so happy that he's been nominated for all the Oscars. He's finally gotten the recognition. I can completely see him getting more nominations going forward. But I... Dunkirk, in my opinion, is winning Best Picture this year. Christopher Nolan is winning Best Director because, like Gary Oldman, it's long overdue. Christopher Nolan has made two... The Prestige should have been nominated for Best Picture the year that it came out. I love that fucking Gary, I mean, um, uh, Christian Bale probably should have been nominated for an Oscar. Hugh Jackman probably should have been nominated for an Oscar. Fucking... Michael Caine probably should have been nominated for an Oscar. 
all for the prestige. Fuck hell, I'd even considered nominating David Bowie for a supporting actor for playing fucking Tesla. Like, yeah, I'm not even joking when I say that. So, this is a long time coming for Christopher Nolan. It's a long time coming. Oh, can I say that there's the one actor who is the other pilot? He looks like a much better looking Simon Pegg. Can I just say that? <laughs> for a split second, I'm like, is that Simon Pegg? I'm like, wait a minute. He's just, he's much better looking. It's like, that can't be he's Simon Pegg. <laughs> See, and that's why I love watching uh, movies like this with my, my wife, because uh, like, there was one point where we're watching the movie. It's like, and, and she's, she says it. Or, um, I forget who said it first, but one of us said, is that the scarecrow? <laughs> yes. Kiss, kiss, I was like, uh, kill and, and, and like the other person is, I was just thinking the same thing. Has got to be the scarecrow. <laughs> That's Killian That's Murphy. That's the first reference. It's he's a he's a Chris, he's a Christopher he's a Christopher Nolan favorite. I mean, oh, he's, he's he's good. He's he's been in. Uh, he wasn't in the Dark Knight Rises. No, he wasn't wasn't in the Dark Knight, but he was in the Dark Knight Rises. He had a small part, but a good one. That's when the city just fucking gets taken over by all the he was, criminals. He was, in, he was in the beginning of the Dark Knight. Was he in the beginning of the Dark Knight? Yeah. Remember? It's that whole um Oh, parking, that's parking right. The scene. parking garage scene. That's Dude, right. Really? Let's hey. Dude. That's right. I remember that because I always thought that they might have they might have arced his story a little bit more uh, in the trilogy, and of course they never did. It was always just what what they yeah, had in the first selling, film. He's selling drugs that drive people crazy. And they're like, you remember the line? That's not my diagnosis. Come on. <laughs> you forgot that? Yes. Dude. Yes. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm apologizing. Jesus Christ. How much uh, more do you, you need? You should apologize for that. That's horrible. Listen, it's not as hard. It's not as fucking horrible as you're making it out to be. I know. I know. But anyway, he's a Christopher Nolan favorite. He, he was in Inception. He was in all three Batman films. The largest part, obviously, was in Begins. But then he was in this. He was. It just. He's a he's a favorite of Nolan's. So. Yeah. You know what's interesting about Christopher Nolan, and nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, and this, I and this just takes me back to the movie Kickboxer with Jean Claude Van Damme, and I'm gonna make a a reference with Christopher Nolan, and Jean Claude Van Damme and Kickboxer. Okay. Here we go. So in in Kickboxer, build up for that. I'm building up, baby. In, okay. ki in Kickboxer, right. in the beginning of the film, Jean Claude Van Damme he has a brother who is going to fight this kickboxing champion guy, uh, Kung Pao or Cal Tao Lo or whatever the fuck his name is. I forget. Anyway, his brother gets really fucked up, but. Jean-Claude Van Damme is, is exchanging dialogue with his brother. His brother is American, American accent. He talk, He's from America. And Jean-Claude Van Damme, so that they can answer for the fact that he's got this accent, the, they actually put in the script, and Jean-Claude Van Damme delivers the line. He goes, you know, you, you stayed in America... And you train there, and mom sent me to Brussels, and I trained there, and it's like, so that's why he talks the way he does? It's like, that's, that, that's how they made that connection between 
him having the accent and his brother not. Because the parents split them up. Which makes no fucking sense. And my connection is Christopher Nolan has an English accent, born in England, okay? His brother, Jonathan Nolan, American accent, and born in America. It's like, is this a kickboxer scenario, except that they make movies instead? It's just a, I don't know. It's a weird correlation that I think of every time I see Christopher Nolan and his brother Jonathan, and when I hear them in interviews. And they write movies together. I mean, him and his brother wrote the Batman trilogy. Well, David Goyer I... wrote the first film, but then Christopher Nolan and his brother wrote Dark Knight Rises and Dark uh, and the Dark Knight. I, I honestly don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> don't. I, I, I was I don't just, even know I, how to react to it. I was just going. <laughs> I know. Oh, you went. You went. I went there. You're there. Yeah, you did. And Christopher Nolan, born in London, England. London, um, England. Now, I I kind of agree with you that he might win Best Director. Uh, uh, you mentioned before the lack of dialogue, minimal dialogue. Right. Very hard to pull off. Whenever that's pulled off well, sign of an excellent director. Um, oh, his brother also, was uh, his brother was born in London, but he doesn't have an accent. It's just so weird. Anyway, go ahead. he lost it. Um, maybe. But the the converging uh, timelines masterfully pulled off. Oh, just the back and forths and the flashbacks. Now, so fucking good. And what I like about it is, it is a little confusing at first because the first. Like the first, they have the three title sequences where they just go the mole. It was the mole, right? I yeah. didn't miss. No, 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 that. no. It was the mole. Because later on, I'm thinking, did I misread that? It was land. Was I not paying attention? But it was the mole, and it says one week, and then the next one is C, the C, and right. it's one day, and then the the sky, the sky, and it's one hour. Yep. And at first, I was like, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. And it took maybe twenty minutes to half an hour for me to really catch on to what he was doing. But when and you I catch on, same... but when you what? catch on, but when you catch on, right. it's it's fucking amazing. It, when you catch on, you're like, okay, I, I I get what's going on here now. Now then you get into the groove. It's it's not like completely. It's not Atlas Atlas shrugged kind of uh, not <laughs> Atlas shrugged. Um, no, Cloud, uh, Cloud Atlas. Atlas. Yeah, it's not it's not Cloud Atlas kind of uh, jump around stuff. But right. he doesn't spell it out like Cloud Atlas kind of does, because you know when you when you go like to the like Cloud Atlas is obvious for this is like oh we're dealing with the same timeline, but we're just taking different aspects. It's a ballsy move for a very straightforward uh, war film. Yeah. Oh yeah. It really it's it's unnecessary, I would say, um, and you could have done the film without it, but he does it and it improves the film, and it it just adds so much to it. Um, and the thing is, I think, just... I think, you know, after you get what he's doing and after you've seen the film, I think, and I haven't watched it a second time yet. I bet, and I'll go and I'll say it now. I bet that it's even more enjoyable a second time around because you already, well, no, you already know what he's doing. So you can, it's not like you're trying to figure anything out because it's never that complicated, but 
when you see what he's actually doing and then you're in that groove like you said and then you watch the film to its entirety when you see it a second time i can imagine it being it feeling even smoother than after you figured out what he's doing as far as what he's doing with the time yeah and I, I'm kind of surprised that Dunkirk wasn't up for a best screenplay. Um, now I, I'm not I'm not surprised because a lot most of the time when you have films up for best screenplay, a lot of it has to do with dialogue and character. Um, yeah, there's but, not a lot of that in this. Yeah, but but, but the film <clears throat> is it, it, written. You know, oh, like is. you have to write this pacing and stuff. It's not just, it's not all directors. So I, I really feel like it's an oversight yeah. for this film. Um, I, I, I do want to point out, uh, I, I think there should be a special award uh, for Kenneth Branagh for a uh, role that could have been performed by a store mannequin, <laughs> but instead is done by, you know, a very respected actor. You know what's funny? Uh, I see, I have a few slides uh, going on in the background where it just shows Christopher Nolan you know, pointing in a certain part of maybe the landscape and Kenneth Branagh is next to him. So he's directing Branagh on probably what he wants for that shot. And I'm just thinking in my head, <laughs> Branagh wishes he was half the director. <laughs> he's just <laughs> like, but I can guarantee you that he never in any way feels it's like, shit, why didn't I think of that? He's probably thinking, yeah, that's how I would have done it. It's like, no, you wouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, here's how that whole here's how that whole scene goes. I want you to stand there. So you know, <laughs> just stand there. I just I don't want you to. I just want you to stand there. Just stand with your arms down. Just yeah. stand there. Yeah. See and this. Occasionally you'll talk. Just stand there. Now the, and when the plane's got, just stand there. So what what about when I hold the butt ecklers up? We're gonna have someone else hold it up for you and pretend that they're your arms. I want you to fucking stand there. Don't yeah. fucking move. And the more that conversation goes, the more angry Nolan gets. I want you to motherfucking Fuck. stand there. Did I stutter? Did I fucking stutter? Stand there. Say, so, well, but wouldn't I like rush to help? Did you fucking hear me? I, uh, <laughs> I don't fucking care if you did Henry V. Fucking stand there. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that at the very end. Uh, spoiler alert. I don't know. Eh, who cares? Um, like at the very end, when they're getting on the last boat, and he shuts the gate, and is like, "I'm staying." And the guy looks up, and it's, instead of saying, "For um, for the French," he's like, "I need to stand here for some more." <laughs> <laughs> Fucking standing there. Uh, yeah, uh, they should be easy to find, sir. They're gonna be over there giving up. It's like, ooh, ouch. Um. So you pulled out your list. Uh, Did you pull it out for uh, who's nominated for directing? Yes, I did. Okay. Um, so we can go over that real, real quick. Okay. So we have Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, obviously. We have Jordan Peele for Get Out. And as much as I really enjoyed Get Out... Hang on, I can't find my director. It should be on like the first four pages, and it's not. must be the fifth page. No, was... it's not. Yeah, there it is. I got it. I got okay. it. Sorry. Go ahead. So you have Jordan Peele for Get Out. And as much as I love that film, I just... Oh, I he's not getting it. No. I know why he's nominated... Because there are some really good scenes in that movie, specifically... And it's a good movie. Oh, it's a really good movie, especially yeah. the scenes with the, where the sunken place, that perspective of that, that yeah. is... Yeah, getting it. Awesome. I mean, awesome. Lady yeah, Bird. Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. When we review it, we can talk about it more, but 
in my opinion, I don't see anything that stands out as far as directing goes, in my opinion. I just, I don't. The Shape of Water for Guillermo del Toro. Yes, I mean, he directed the shit out of that. Absolutely yeah. deserves to be nominated. I mean, no, there isn't... Of all ten movies, I'm positive that Shape of Water deserves to be to be nominated for Best Directing. Real quick, one thing I didn't say during our review of The Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. There's two scenes where there's like a little bit of dancing. Oh, right. There's like three... like That one scene where they're sitting on the couch and they do some dance moves with their feet... We talked about that a little bit. Yeah, no, but what I didn't say was oh, okay. that one scene when they're on the couch and they do the thing with their feet, that one scene blows La La Land out of the fucking water. <laughs> Fuck you, La La Land. I'm, so, I'm still hurting from that one. Yeah, that one hurt. That, that one hurt. fucking, fucking... Anyway, sorry, yeah. Uh, then Shape of Water. Uh, and then finally, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. Now, I haven't seen Phantom Thread, but I can already tell just from the trailer that he directs the shit out of that movie, too. Much like Nolan, everything that's on the screen, everything that you're seeing is is exactly what Paul Thomas Anderson wants you to see. Everything mm-hmm. is meticulously thought out and just put out now, for your viewing pleasure. That's the way he directs his films. That's the way Christopher Nolan directs his movies. This is going to sound like a stupid question, yeah. but I am in my second bottle of wine. Uh, that Paul Thomas Anderson, that is the Rushmore guy, right? That's Wes Anderson. Yeah, I knew I, I knew I was fucking that up. Thank you. <laughs> Paul Thomas Anderson did Boogie Nights. Uh, he did Boogie, your, oh, your, your Magnolia. favorite, Magnolia. If no one can see Scott's face, it actually isn't his favorite. That's a long time. Uh, that's a long running joke. Uh, that, but he did that, great films like like There Will Be Blood. So it just he did um oh what's that movie with uh Joaquin Phoenix, the one about Scientology? The Master? The Master. Master, yeah. I, master. I still haven't seen that yet, but I hear that Me movie neither. is it, I hear it's awesome. And yeah, that and, and Joaquin Phoenix, I hear that there it's I don't think he was nominated for Best Actor, and if he was, it's either the argument is he should have been nominated that year, or if he was nominated, he should have won. No one deserved it more. I mean, those are the two big arguments that I think I have going on in my head. I don't know. Uh, I love me some Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, oh, did you hear that Casey Affleck is not going to the Oscars this year? He's suppo- oh, really? He's supposed to present... The Best Actress Oscar because the winner of <laughs> of Best who fucking made that choice? That's the way it is every year. The Best Actor always gives out the Best Actress, and the Best oh, Actor okay. gives out or the Best Actress gives out the Best Actor, and vice versa for the supporting. That That's just the way they've been doing it the last few years. And of uh-huh. course, there was this huge because he won last year, and because of all the sexual allegations, and this year with the Me Too movement. They were caught. There was this whole a petition was signed. I mean, he's made the decision not to go. He wasn't uninvited. He just decided he's not going. Now the I don't know. Thing he did since insert bad movie choice here. <laughs> so I don't know if he's going to change his mind because you know we're still a month away from the Oscars. You know what? I I don't care. I I, I and this is going to be a little little maybe offensive to somebody, but. I don't care 
who he groped or like you know tried to pressure into sex he was damn good in that fucking movie he was amazing in that movie he was amazing i really that and that when it when it all comes down to it that's what it should be judged on yeah he could be I, a horrible person but if he was the best actor then he should win the 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 oscar for it i'm sorry he was you know now, maybe he was a horrible person i'm sorry but i still felt he gave the best performance that year yeah now if you want to if again when you talk about like the 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 tone in hollywood and women being subjugated and uh, oppressed and you know all the shit that's been coming out and just just you know all, all the shit that women have to deal with in any fucking profession in this country it's fucking deplorable and yeah i mean you know do whatever you want to the fucking guy but after you do it to him, give him the Oscar. Because <laughs> he, well, he won, and he fucking deserved it. Yeah. I mean, take him to court. Fuck him up. You know, if you don't want to put yeah. him in, in films in the future, if you want to blacklist him, go for it. It's your industry. But first, give him the Oscar. Because <laughs> he was fucking awesome. And I think that F James Franco, what they didn't do with Casey Affleck last year... Because the Me Too movement, the the Hollywood, the, the sexual allegations coming out of Hollywood, it was just too much. It was way too much. So when James Franco had the five accusers come out against him, I mm -hmm. think they, I think they they did that with the ballot. They they judged uh, they judged him on the ballot, and they they just because dude. I let's put it this way, if. He doesn't get those sexual allegations. I think we see Disaster Artist as one of the best pictures. I don't think no. they'd have ten, but I think... Well, I mean, here. Here's, here's what I think. One of these movies is not nominated. And honestly, I bet it would be maybe something like The Post. Or no. maybe, maybe, maybe... Uh, call me. Well, no, call me by your name is going to be in there. Maybe Get Out doesn't get in. All right, real quick. Have you seen the Disaster Artist? I have. Yet? I have not seen it yet. Okay, trust me when I tell you this. I love the film. It's not a best picture. Okay, but I loved his performance in it. He's not a best actor. Are I, you sure? Honestly, are you I'm surprised it got best screenplay. It's. I love the film. It's a good film. It's not an Oscar film. Just hmm. hands down. Okay. Any now, hype it got about Oscars is because it's a. It's about filmmakers, right. and that is. Well, here's and, you know again Hollywood loves itself more than anything else. Well, yeah. You know, here's the thing. He was nominated for best actor. As a matter of fact, he was nominated for best actor for that. All leading up to the Oscars and didn't get an Oscar nomination for. The disaster artist. So, yeah, but and the allegations came out, and then magically he doesn't get a nomination for being for best actor, which is realistically. And he won best actor for the Golden yeah, Globes. But the Golden Globes, this the Golden Globes has a has like all categories saying, for like sitcom people. It's it's, yeah, it's yeah, not it's no, a fucking joke. Yeah, no, no, but all it's I'm, not. Ugh. It's a all, different standard. Ugh. <laughs> All I'm saying is, leading up to the Oscars, he was nominated for Best Actor for Disaster Artist. 
time and time again. Yeah. Then the allegations come out, not nominated. Well, no, and all yeah, I'm saying also, is he realistically, if anything, would have been nominated for Best Actor otherwise. Timothy Chalamet, you, Best Actor? I'm sorry. He's not, not, he's yeah. not getting nominated okay. otherwise. I think James Franco would have. You can look at it that way, where you could say, oh, he's nominated, he's nominated, he's nominated. Oh, sexual allegations, he's not nominated. Or you could look at it like uh, lower, lower prestige, nominated, higher prestige, nominated, higher prestige, nominated, higher prestige. Oh, guess what? You don't make the fucking cut. <laughs> That's the way I'm looking at it. Maybe. As, as a fan of Franco and the film, that's how I'm looking at it. Not an Oscar film. Yeah, Not I, an Oscar performance. Oscar screenplay? It's an honor to be nominated. Yeah, that, That's I, all I'm saying. I, I, honestly, I think either Timothy Chalamet or possibly Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. Neither one gets... Is it Kaluuya? I think it's Kaluuya unless it's true. I think it's Kaluuya. But I keep saying saying Kaluuya. Um, Anyway, I think either one of those, whichever one you want to pick, normally, Franco in, one of them out. That's that's my best guess. Without the sexual allegations. I strongly disagree. Take a drink. Take it. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Anyway. Anyway. Now, uh... The one problem I have with Dunkirk, one big problem, is the PG-13. Okay. The lack of blood. Yeah, it's very, very friendly. It, it's very now. Uh, Holly, one thing that she liked when she pointed out watching film, she loved how quiet it was, like these long scenes of like no noise, which is rare for these war for a war film. And they kept and the and I think it's funny that this film is up for best score. <laughs> Why? Because because there's long stretches with no score. Yeah, but the score when That's they all. use it is fucking I'm just in- it's incredible. I'm just saying it's funny because 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 usually you score the score gets a nominee a nomination because it makes the film it holds the film together. This film was held together by silence. There the, was there was plenty of that, yeah. And that's what holds the film together. It's it's like you know it's just it, this film works on an absence. Because, uh, I mean, there's an absence of, uh, I mean, also, you, you, you got, I love how it portrayed these soldiers as just, like, drained of everything. Yeah. And, you know, like, everything's sucked out of this fucking, uh, it's just, it's, it's, it really, it's, it's a strong portrayal of just this bleak vacuum uh, of war. I love it. I, you know, that's Nolan's strength in this, is he, he makes the silence, the vacuum the vacuum of war is a character in this film. It, it's, uh, it's very much a living, breathing thing in, in this movie. Yeah, it's so. it's, it's great. Um, so, but my problem is, it, it, yeah, they they got rid of all the you know as much blood as possible. So you've got all this death. There's plenty of death in the film, but not really that much blood. And even when people get shot, like there's like a lot of people getting shot and there's no blood. And it's like at a certain point, I was like, yeah, shouldn't that sand be a little redder? <laughs> yeah, it should be. It's um, a little bit. I mean, I, I believe me, I don't want to watch fucking Saving Private Ryan again, but come on, guys. <laughs> you know, let's 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 balance this. So they play a little fat and that, that's why like once we get out in the water, there's a lot of people drowning cuz you know, 
less blood that way. Wow. It, it just, I mean, I think the most blood we see is when the kid hits his head in the boat. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I took, yeah, I was like, really? Because hey, it's jarring at that point. Because like, oh wait, there's blood. <laughs> you know, what? I'm, lo- I'm, I'm looking at um, I'm looking at Christopher Nolan's resume of films, and I want to say just from the look of oeuvre. it, his oeuvre, his oeuvre, uh, oeuvre. And I'm going to look at it now, but I think the only R-rated film he's ever made is Insomnia. Which, again, it's a remake of a foreign film. It's not really his own film. Right. So Insomnia is rated R. Uh, Memento is rated R. It's got to be. Come on. Yeah. And other than that, the dude makes Batman Begins, PG-13. Prestige. PG-13, Dark Knight, PG-13, Inception, PG-13, Dark Knight Rises, PG-13, Interstellar, PG-13, Moment, uh, Dunkirk, PG-13. The last R-rated film he made was Memento. Huh. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, was Inception. Now, Inception. Oh, I'm, no, Insomnia. Jesus Christ, Joey. Insomnia. Dude, what the fuck? That's the last R-rated <laughs> film he's made that was 16 years ago. Insomnia was after uh, Memento. Memento came out in 2000. Insomnia came out in 2002. It's what he followed up with. Then okay. he, he made Batman Begins. And what I, love, what I love about Christopher Nolan is he made Batman Begins and didn't just jump right to another Batman film. He went right into the prestige right after that. Then did another Batman film. Then, Can I mention I fucking love that film? The Prestige? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. That, fucking great. And you know so what? fucking I, good. I, I, probably, I, I probably have only watched it twice. It's... it's That's so, how good that film is? It's like stuck in my... Like, like Fight Club. I love, you know... Again, again, a hard film to say. You know, it's a huge cult following. I mean, I've probably seen Fight Club 20 times. Oh, yeah. But, but like, The Prestige, it's almost like if I want to rewatch it, it's too much. It's like I was like it like it's like it's overwhelming. It's like I can't watch that again. <laughs> you know, it's still so it's it's it, seriously it's it's like yeah. it's like I know it's so much to go over again. It's almost it's it's daunting. It's a daunting task to yeah. go back into that film. Yeah. I don't think it's a it, long movie. That's how movie good of a either. film it is. I didn't. I don't think it's a long movie either. Yeah, it's two hours and no. ten minutes. I don't. No, I don't mean too long. I just mean like just like the, the investment in the film. I know what you mean. Um, and yeah. then and then he goes from uh, the Dark Knight. And he makes Inception before he makes another Batman movie. He could have done what Michael Bay did where he just made Transformers movies for like a decade. Michael Bay, he only did one or two other movies outside of making Transformers for the last ten years. Whereas Christopher Nolan makes a movie, makes a Batman movie, makes a movie, Batman movie, movie, Batman movie, and then you know he's he's out it, of making so, Batman films, but it's so hard for me to defend Michael Bay when he keeps making Transformer films. Well, he's done. They're rebooting the Transformers franchise. Excuse me. Yeah, they're rebooting it. And as a matter of fact, How? as a what? matter as a matter of fact, hold on, hold on, slow down. How are what? they rebooting the Transformers? It's not. It's not. They the last one was like a year or two ago, right? Uh, it was. It came out in twenty seventeen. I thought. Yeah. Yeah, last year. Uh-huh. Last summer. It's not it even a year yet. Good? It's like eight months ago. They're rebooting they the franchise. Spider Man record? Well, uh, and I don't know if this movie is part of the reboot 
but they're making a Bumblebee movie, and I believe it's coming out this year. I can, you know, I was thinking. Actually, I have I have Box Office Mojo. I can pull that up real quick. I can tell you when that's coming out. You know what? Uh, you know what DC needs to reboot now that they're trying to compete with Marvel. What's that? Swamp Thing. I said that last week. Did you? I said it last week. Oh, all right. Well, I, I, I came up with that idea independently of you saying it last week, but... Well, I subconsciously yeah, I mean, put that seed in there, and it grew to this beautiful, you know, plant, this blossom, much like Swamp Thing does when he gets his arm plant, cut off. Do not plant seeds in my head, sir. Um, I said that either last episode or the episode before that, where I would love to see them fucking do Swamp Thing again. Think of what they could fucking do now. Think about how much they could piss off Alan Moore again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That cock. <sighs> you know, and he's but he, he he'd okay the rights too. So, I mean, it, it would be self inflicted. Oh he would raving. because he you know what he likes more than shitting on Hollywood? Money. Money, right. <laughs> Fuck him. God's not dead, a light in darkness. That comes what? out <laughs> There's another God's Not Dead movie. Oh yes! Have you have you watched the second one yet? I haven't watched the second one. I'm Guess what ha- you're watching soon. I'm gonna have to watch this. <laughs> it's called God's Not Dead: A Light in Darkness, and of course, it comes out Easter weekend. It comes out on Good Friday. Oh, let's hope I don't get the the ebook before I see the film. Like last, like the last one that was painful. <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Where is? <gasps> I want to say I still have. Bumblebee. I still haven't watched that one film I downloaded about the rapture. I was like, I was dying to watch that. And I got sidetracked. Have you seen the trailer for the new Solo movie, Star Wars? Oh, well, you said, I thought you meant like the Mario Van Peebles film. No. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you know they're making a sequel to Sicario? I didn't. I still haven't seen the first one. Me I neither. Didn't know they were Even though I hear it's amazing, I haven't seen the original. But I'm just like. Why are they making a sequel to that? And it's coming out in July. I haven't seen it because it's most, mostly like Spanish people and they scare me. So <laughs> I, I'm kidding, obviously. I'm obviously. They are making I'm sorry. A, a Teen Titans Go movie. I'm going to have to take my kids to see that. That I knew. The I knew pre- that. The Predator comes out in August. The what? The Predator. The Predator. They're rebooting the Predator franchise. And it's but, but, and it's what's his face. But Adrian face, Brody um, nailed it with Predators. Right, <laughs> and I'm gonna this, get us off this goddamn planet. This time around, it's uh, Key from Key and Peel. So I don't know if he's gonna provide the comic relief, but he's the like the the he's the um, the headliner as far as the Predator. Him oh, and dude. him and someone else. Uh, I can't remember her name. I can look it up real quick. Oh, and, you... Sh- and Shane Black is directing. Oh, I'm in. So you know, yeah, that's, all, so that's how, all you had to say. So how does dude, he get? I'm fine now. How does he get ficus in a predator film? But he'll get it in I, there. Dude, jungles, come on. <laughs> I hey, all you had to do is say it was Shane Black. I'm in. Did you see all these people pissed off about the new Dundee Crocodile Dundee film with Danny McBride? Yeah, fuck them. They're like, it's like, oh, no, oh, Danny, oh, Crocodile Dundee was sexist and racist and anti, you know, and, and anti-gay. Oh, I saw like, that post. Yeah, no, yeah, no yeah, I don't think no, so. No, he fucking wasn't. Shut up. Why? Because it was a, uh, uh, it was, uh, because it was 
a tran a tranny in the bar and right, easy, every, easy, everyone easy there with what? tranny Tra- what? Let's, let's not let's not prove the point <laughs> what transsexual <laughs> fine whatever whatever what? you want listen there was a it was a crossdresser first of all i don't even think it was trans it was a transsexual um second of all whatever. he didn't say anything bad about the guy like there was no negativity there it was a fun scene no one they didn't beat him up and kill him afterwards um <laughs> you know as as in the 80s that could have happened so you know <laughs> and how was he racist because the, because the limo driver was like African American, he was trying to be best buds with that guy. I don't know. It was like, what yeah. tribe are you from? <laughs> exactly. You know, it, he was totally cool with 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 the the homeboys. I just, you know, calm the fuck down. Yeah, you know who else? You, you, you know who else was racist, sexist, and anti and, and homophobic? The eighties. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so, you know, how about pinch of salt? So in The Predator, you have... Oh, God. Uh, so instead of Predator, it's The Predator. It's The Predator. Oh, God. Fucking Jesus. You got uh, Keegan-Michael Key. Uh, you got Thomas Jane. Oh! Olivia Munn. Who? Olivia Munn. What's she, what's she been in? Um, she's been in a few, her? she's been in a few things. She was in the last X Men film. She played one of the superheroes. No idea. You, if you okay. saw her, you know who she was. She was she's she's most famous for being on. Um, <laughs> I just had a flashback to like 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 every every other actor I've ever talked to Holly about. Oh. Oh, if you saw him, you know him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's famous for being on that uh, G Four. There was a TV show on G Four. Um, Attack of the Show. I think it was called Attack of the Show. I vaguely know what you're talking about, but unfortunately, I'm not a teenager with too much time on my hands, so I've never seen it. Well, they were doing that show like ten years ago, but even then, same rules apply. And <laughs> I'm trying to find the name of the show, but I could have sworn it was called Attack of the Show. And, that sounds very familiar. And they yes, talked. To, they they talked to mostly about video games. So she was one of those annoying fucking hosts on those shitty. Uh, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I really don't care. Um, Apparently, there's some uh, some pictures, some nudie pictures of her that has gone around the internet. There's a shock, dude. <laughs> I told you you had me at Shane Black. You can stop. Yeah, but see, my problem is. All right, I saw Predators in a fucking theater. <laughs> I'll see this, okay? You okay, got me. Okay, okay. Um, I, did I, wait, wait, wait. Did I see it in the theater? I am almost positive I saw Predators in a theater. No, if you saw it in a theater. <coughs> I'm almost positive I saw Predators in a theater. Because I, I, I... Wow. I don't, hmm, I'm not sure. I think I did. Because I, I, I think that's why it's that much more painful. <laughs> I think I actually did see that in a theater. See, here's the thing. Here's the problem I have with Shane Black. These types of movies aren't in his wheelhouse. So? I just don't know. Wait, wait. It's an action film. Yeah, and he didn't do such a great job with Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 was doomed to begin with. It's Iron Man 3. No, it wasn't. Even... 
Yeah, it was. Even what's even uh, fucking um, uh, Ro- Robert Downey uh, Jr. Mort- Robert Downey Jr. Did, was like, yeah, this is my Morton last Downey. one. I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> even he was like, yeah, you know, come on. I'm wrapping this shit up. I'm done. Of course. Then he was like, yeah, I, Avengers, I, I can come in for a little bit. So Right. Yeah, because he's only making $40 million a year. Uh, right. But now he can do that Marvel. without carrying a fucking movie. Well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that was like a gimme. It's like, oh, okay, here's easy money. Do it, Shane. Don't, I can't, you can't hold that against him. Well, the problem I have is he makes movies like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Nice Guys. That's his wheelhouse. He's really Blossom, fucking... Uh, don't forget The Last Fucking Boy Scout. Did he direct that or did he just write that? I want to say know. that that I want to say he he wrote that but didn't direct it. I don't care about writing. Directing is all I'm talking about with him. I'll let you know. I want to say somebody else directed that. Yeah, Tony Scott. That's a Tony Scott movie. So Shane Black right wrote it then. Shane Black, he has a story credit. He wrote it. Oh, he did write it. Okay. So he came up with the story and then wrote the screenplay. So, yes, go. but Tony Scott directed that. Or he had the story idea, someone else wrote the screenplay, and he came back in and fixed it. You know, something something along the lines happened. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that, that's a Shane Black film. I don't care if he didn't direct it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just... I, know, I know a minute ago I said I don't care if he didn't write it, but now I'm saying I don't care if he didn't direct it. I oh. think it evens out. You know what? If, if that if you can sleep well at night with that, that's fine. I I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't do it, man. I'm just saying I'm a huge Shane Black fan. I love him too, but I just I I I have some reservations about this movie. All right, let me put it this way: it's it's like when I heard that Danny McBride was doing like a, a Halloween reboot. Yeah, that's coming like, out. Okay. That's coming out this year too. Right. Yeah. So so like okay, negatives. We don't need another fucking Halloween reboot. We don't need another Halloween reboot. And we don't need another Halloween reboot. Positives. Danny McBride's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I'm willing to give it a shot. Do you know that they're remaking Scarface? It's coming out um, September, September 10th. Let's see. I just went through this list the other day. Oh no! Why, why? Why would you remake Scarface? Oh, do you do you know that they're they're doing another Robin Hood movie? This is like the third or fourth time that they oh, they they're doing Robin holy Hood. Holy fuck! <laughs> yeah, a, a serious one. Uh, it says action adventure. That doesn't mean anything. Who but, who's in it? Um, let's see. Just the lead that tells you whether it's funny or not. Taron. Oh, Jamie Fox. Yeah, it's gonna be a funny one. Okay. <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio's producing. <laughs> wow. Okay. Leo. Uh, okay, Leo. I, hey, Leo. You got. Did, did he get an Oscar for yeah, Ravenous? Yeah. N- Not Ravenous. ravenous. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hold on. Don't tell me. I'm not going to tell you. Um. Revenant. The Revenant. Thank you. Revenant. Yes. Yeah. Did he get? an oscar for that right he did he did yeah yeah good he earned it that's he, that's yeah i put up my uh my steven dorf meme because of that i've been waiting years to make that meme <laughs> and i'm i'm disappointed that it hasn't gone viral disappointed it's too intelligent dorf needs no helmet 
Dorf needs no helmet. The shot that I have of Dorf is him on the fucking e-cigarette. The him, the black and white picture of him on the beach. It's just like holding an e-cigarette. You've uh, never seen those Steven Dorf commercials? No. Before they banned, you know, e-cigarettes and vaping in public places. Um, when did they do that? I'm so out of touch, dude. I swear, I don't even fucking know what's going they, on anymore. They did it a while ago because that commercial that he did was, listen... You know, you want to go to a basketball game and you want to do this, but, you know, you smoke, you can do this instead. We're taking it back. Or It's like that was basically the commercial along those lines. And it says it's because it's not smoke. It's, it's, it's you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's vape. All right. Yeah. I was I was at Goddard College. Uh, <laughs> by the way, Goddard, fuck you. Um, and, <laughs> and I was, and this is a place where they have a dorm, especially for people that, uh, like, Break out in the hives if you have deodorant on and you come within twenty feet of them. So this is like they're like very sensitive about smoke and fumes. Like you know, if you have a strong perfume on, you know, very very far far left bullshit. And I'm sitting in the the auditorium for their talent show night, and one of the professors has a fucking e-cigarette in front of me, and the shit's blowing up at me. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> This this school is so worried about someone having using like a perfumed shampoo, like it, fucking up somebody's day, and I got this bitch throwing blowing fucking e smoke in my face. Fuck you, people. <laughs> yeah, just 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 re- yeah. and she and she like she's like well these she she's carrying a fucking dog around with her. It's like oh, she's like now I hate you on so many different levels. I don't even know you. <laughs> Fuck Dorf uh, for that. Fuck Dorf. Man. Uh, they're doing a Johnny English 3. I, that I knew. I still haven't watched the second one, and I honestly don't remember a thing about the first one. I, you and know I what? Know, I know I've, I watched the first one because it's Rowan Atkinson, yeah. and I don't remember a thing about it. I mean, literally a thing. I pretty much haven't seen it, and I saw it. I've never seen all three. Uh, uh, you ever seen what? I haven't seen any of them. I, again, I've seen the first one only, and I don't remember a thing. The Halloween reboot comes out October 19th, and there is no Saw or Jigsaw film slated for this coming Halloween. What the fuck, people? The only film... I don't know fi- that! There's a film called... It didn't make enough money, dude. Think of Jigsaw... How much Jig- did Um... Worldwide, it made back its money. It made a profit, but um, it didn't make. The, the way I look at it is that it was an experiment. It's like, listen, we'll give you one more movie. Fucking cock teases. If, 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 if it makes really? if it makes this much, then you can you get greenlit for a second one. But if it doesn't, then then you don't. Now it made it cost ten million dollars. Jigsaw. It made a hundred million worldwide. That is w- well, well enough to get another film made. So maybe they're not going to do it every single year. Maybe it'll be an every other year kind of thing. Hey, you know what? If they got to take their time and do every every other year, I'm cool with that. But they yeah. better fucking do another one because you can't you can't fucking tease me like that. Yeah. So it made thirty eight million here yeah. domestically. 64 million in foreign market made 102 million total on a 10 million dollar budget 
maybe you're looking at twenty million with print and advertising. It's still made a a ton of money for a low budget uh, horror film. Um, before we go completely off the rails, I have one complaint, uh, one more minor complaint about Dunkirk. Okay. The last shot. Oh, um, with Tom Tom Hardy. Um, spoiler the- alert. If you don't want the last shot ruined for you, turn off the show now. Um, so they have the whole thing with the pilot, mm-hmm. right? Yes, Tom Hardy. Another yeah, and they have the plane burning. Nolan so like, right? And they're I didn't realize that was Tom Hardy. Uh, and they got the whole thing going up for like the whole thing with the plane burning and it's symbolic. And he's reading the Churchill's speech, and then he finishes Churchill's speech, and they got the shot of the plane burning. I'm like, fade to black. Cut to black. And the last shot, they cut back to the idiot kid we've been following through the whole film, Mr. I Can't Take a Shit to Save My Life. (laughs) And he just looks up confused for a second, and then we go to black. What the fuck was that about? Yeah, I agree. It should have ended on Hardy. And on on the plane. Not even Hardy. The fucking plane burning. That's your symbolic shot. That's what you want to end and you, with, you, not the fucking slack-jawed idiot reading the fucking newspaper. You want to know how on board I am with you on that? That's how I end our slideshow. With that oh, fucking really? shot. Yeah, absolutely. Did... I end the slideshow, which it's already looped once. Um, I end. The, <laughs> yeah, well, hey. I ended the slideshow with that last shot with Tom Hardy and the burning plane. You know, I, and I, I'm sure he had a vision. Yeah. But maybe the vision was a few frames over where it should have ended. I, I it's a minor quibble, but like, yeah, it's like the progression. I feel this ending coming. I feel it coming. I know where we're going, and he just kind of like that. <laughs> it's like when you're putting and and the golf ball, not real life. I'm talking video games. Video games. And the putting. ball like. Almost gets in the hole and just goes beep, 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 like just on the other side. We're talking. That's how that ending felt. To we're me. talking Dead Rising mini golf. Yeah, we're talking Dead Rising four <laughs> zombie golf. Uh, that's how that felt to me. It's like it's in the hole. Oh fuck! Really? It's in the hole. Little bit. You know, it's it's a nitpicky thing. It's far smaller. It's it's like a far smaller nitpicky thing than like the whole like you know nonviolent violent war thing, but. It affected me more. Let me put it this way: the the lack of blood throughout the whole film didn't bother me till after the film. Like the next day, when I'm thinking about the movie, the ending bothered me when it ended. <laughs> so, for what uh, it's worth, for what it's worth, uh, to, to finish my uh, what's coming out, dark. Oh, I'm Fe- sorry. They're, yeah. make, they're making a Dark Phoenix movie, so it's 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 Fox's Marvel universe so they're 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 doing that they're doing that with venom they're doing it with dark phoenix um well holly's a huge um fan of uh kitty pride so okay she's looking forward to that let's see oh bumblebee that, that's kitty pride right dark phoenix is kitty pride right yes is it wait wait no no it's dark phoenix that's that's um that's what's her face i don't know fucking x-men Anyway, move it's on. what's her face, uh, Gambit's chick. I again, you lost me. <laughs> Moving on. 
anyway, the Bumblebee movie. Uh, really? Com- the, yeah, the, the Bumblebee movie. Uh, Kitty Pride, fictional character, published by Marvel Comics, X-Men. Uh, Kitty Pride. This is it Rogue? Oh, Rogue. Yeah, different character. Never mind. I think she likes Dark Phoenix, too. I don't know. I don't know. I, again, X-Men just loses me. Except for Logan. That fucking, and Dude. again, Logan for best screenplay. Yeah. Holy shit. And I don't think it deserved it. <laughs> 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 but, but hey, you know, kudos to a superhero film getting in there. Yeah. Um, Aquaman and the Bumblebee movie come out the same weekend in December, December 21st. So I think oh, one of those God. is going to get moved, and it's probably going to be Bumblebee. All right. I, I, I knew that they were going to do an Aquaman film, but it still bugs me that they're doing an Aquaman film. Oh, yeah. So now, yeah. before we go ahead oh, and I, end... What? Did I tell you I saw Justice League? No. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I had a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun with that movie. Yeah, it was fun. And, and I'm, all right, I'm gonna say this right now. I I heard all this shit about the CGI mustache nonsense. Yeah, I talked about it. I, I was I, I wasn't a fan of it. But I, but but I watched the film. I was like, because I, I was watching actually watching it with my uh, with Catherine, my oldest stepdaughter. Okay. And I was like, and I, she's watching it with me. I was like. People were bitching about the mustache thing, right? Yeah. I can't tell. Oh, I can tell. I don't tell. think it's that bad. I could tell. It wasn't bad, though. It wasn't horrible, but it annoyed me enough was, that I, that I could was, tell. You only knew that if someone told you about no, it. It wasn't that no, I would have I would have noticed something was slightly it, off. It was, Listen, I it, it, didn't take it, it, it didn't take away from the film enough for me to, to, to despise or make any kind of, uh, you know ill comments towards it but it annoyed that, me a little bit it w- that was that was an excuse to hate the film well yeah the critics it's all the critics the critics was. have obviously jumped on the marvel bandwagon it, it, it and i'll say this again the only reason they didn't shit on wonder woman more is because it was a strong female director and a strong female lead and and yeah, and, okay and that's ex- that. and that's exactly and i'm fine with it too but yeah if a if if it didn't have those two aspects, I can guarantee you would it probably would have reviewed well because it was a good film, but it wouldn't have reviewed as well. And it shows because they shit they shit on Wonder Woman in the Justice League film, and they said, "Well, you know, her performance in Wonder Woman was so much better, and the, it's gone to waste." It go, it's the same fucking thing. Yeah. There's nothing different between Wonder Woman and and this. It just—it's an excuse to shit on it because they can now, where right. they couldn't with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. All right, so here, Duh. before we what? end the show, January twenty nineteen. Oh Jesus! There's a, there's a Christ. there's a couple of films that I need to talk about very briefly. And, <sighs> okay. Why 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 are we ending on January two thousand nineteen? Well, because it's interesting what is listed as coming out in January 2019. You're killing me. You're killing me. And there is a film called Eli, which I'm wondering if 
is a sequel to the Book of Eli. No, no, there's no way in fucking hell it's a sequel to the Book of Eli. There's it, it, no way in hell it says it says it's a horror film, but he dies at the end of Book of Eli. They can't be a prequel. No, there's no fucking way it's connected to the Book of Eli. <laughs> I I would put money on that right now, knowing nothing else except the name, and you saying it might be a sequel. <laughs> I'm like no. Then there's no. Uh, a film called Ad Astra, which sounds familiar, but I don't know it. Ad Astra? Yeah, it's a sci-fi thriller. It says. Anyway, but the most high-profile film that's that's listed is coming out in January 2019, and I'm wondering if it's going to get pushed. I hope to God that it does. Is Hellboy? The reboot of Hellboy is slated for a January 2019 release. Uh oh, something didn't test well. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if they're in reshoots or they're planning for that, but. Or it could be that one January film that actually does well. There's well, always one. There's always one. I'm sure it'll do and well. It doesn't mean it's going to be good, though. Again, look at Taken. January film spawned yeah. two sequels and a shitty TV show. Um, yeah. Have you seen the Taken TV show? No. No. I, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't even seen Taken episode. 3 yet. But the funny thing is, the first episode of Taken... The TV show yeah. takes place on a train, and then like I like and I after the train scene is like I'm done with this shit, and then two months later there's a trailer for a new Liam Neeson film, and he's on a fucking train. It's like come on, <laughs> really people, really the commuter, stop, 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 stop. They're never gonna stop. Stop. You, you stop. <laughs> I forget what movie were it was like a Liam Neeson film, like a real old Liam Neeson film. Yeah. I remember it came up and it's like and we're telling Lilith, it's like, see, this is before Liam Neeson like would hunt down and kill people. <laughs> what was it, like high spirits or something? No, no, no. It was not high spirits. No. <laughs> no. No. I blocked most of that fucking film. <laughs> you know what that film is? That Where? film is me that that here's that film. The opening with 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 the voiceover of Peter O'Toole on the telephone. Right. And then and then after that, sh the rest of that film is fondly remembering the opening of Peter O'Toole on the telephone. <laughs> yeah. That was Steven that was Steve Gutenberg's last hurrah. Sadly. Yeah. And no, the 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 television remake of of um television The Boat Upside Down. Poseidon Adventure. Oh, Poseidon. The television, <clears throat> the television remake where he walks around with, with sleeveless shirts, like like flexing to help lift people up. That was not his last hurrah. His last hurrah was... High Spirits. High Spirits. God, I mean, uh, what, what didn't that come out in like 94 or something? That was a really long time ago. <laughs> I, I And I, I'm almost positive that came out after the film where he played a, like a... A cancer survivor. Oh yeah, I was just biker. I was just thinking that. Yeah, and he he uh, he, uh, he pretends to be an Australian biker. Imagine <laughs> 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 pitching that. All right, it's a comedy. He survives cancer. Hold on. <laughs> you got your cancer in my comedy. You got your comedy in my cancer. <laughs> 
What is this, a Seth Rogen film? God, I totally got the year wrong for High Spirits. That movie came out in 1988. And when did the, the biker film come out? All right. Uh, <laughs> I know we got to end the show, but this is too good. You know what? That probably came out after. I think I'm dead wrong about that now. I think that came out after High Spirits. Now that I think about it, I'm probably definitely wrong. That's got to be an early 90s film. Um, that, that was after. Was High Spirits before Three Men and a Baby? I think that came out the same year. I think, both, I think both of them came out in 80. No, Three Men and a Baby came out in 87. And High Spirits was? High Spirits was 88. Came out the, the okay. following year. All right, the biker film had to have come out after High Spirits then. I am cor- incorrect. Then, um, let's see. But then actually. He, th- then he did Three Men and a Little Lady. So oh, it doesn't even count. Well, I mean, it's, count. it's a huge sequel, so you could it should count. I, I, I think Look Who's Talking 3 was taken more seriously than Three Men and Little Lady. Eh, yeah. That's right. There were three of them. Yeah. I remember. Rosie O'Donnell was in the third one, I think. Of three men in a... They only made two three-men movies. No, no. The Look Who's Talking films. There were oh, three of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Rosie there was Look Who's Talking, Ro- Look Who's Talking 2, and Look Who's Talking Now. Roseanne Barr did the voice in the second film. Rosie O'Donnell was in the third one? I thought Danny DeVito did the voice of the dog... I, I think was, they went right I said from the Rosie kids. O'Donnell, I meant Roseanne Barr. Oh, okay, so I think Sorry. so. She was in the second one, and I think the third film, which I've never seen, I think the dogs talk. They got they got rid of the kids talking, and they went right to animals. Um, you know what? It's a weird thing when you're in a conversation where it's like, no, not Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Barr. Rosie O'Barr. <laughs> I was like, is there a difference? I, uh-huh. said, I don't know. I I'm lost. <laughs> The name of the movie, which I would have never guessed in a million motherfucking years. Hold on, years. hold on, hold on. Let me guess. Hold on. Oh, oh, this is why I can't. I didn't recognize it. All right, see if you can guess it's this. Re- it's, they renamed it. They renamed right? it, and that's what I'm looking at. And I'm like, okay, I don't remember the name of this fucking. Titles. What was the original title? The original title is "Don't Tell Her It's Me." That's the one I remember. Yeah. Okay, "Don't Tell Her It's Me." What's the retitled one? The Boyfriend School. <laughs> wow. What a horrible rename. The Boyfriend School. Wow. It should be called The Stalker School, really. <laughs> uh, and it came out in 1990. I was right. Early 90s, it came out after High Spirits. I was incorrect. But I still say High Spirits was the last hurrah. Because it was a mainstream film. Now, I'm uh, don't say, tell her it's me. Yeah, was a theatrical release. Yes, it was. But I don't think, but I don't think it was was pushed as much as High Spirits was. I it think wasn't. High Spirits was supposed to be like, hey, it's like Ghostbusters, you know. But no. <laughs> um, but but yeah, uh, don't tell her it's me. He's Australian, <laughs> rides a motorcycle. Oh boy! I remember. I remember when he first meets her. It's like there's like a, a, it's like a scene right out of um, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. There's a robbery, and like <laughs> the fast at the Seven uh, <laughs> Eleven. 
I remember that scene so much. Now, why did they rename that? Uh, probably, probably. Usually, they usually remain, rename the stuff because they um, re, 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 uh, All right, let me start from the beginning. They usually rename films like that because they get distribution rights uh, for DVD. But there's something about the the ownership of the title, but they own the distribution rights, so they change the name. Huh. Uh. Like the other film, the other film that they that's did. That's my vague understanding about the, okay, the complicated the, the other nature film that of that. The, the other film that they did that with that sticks out is I Come in Peace. Oh, I was just going to say that. Shit. I was like, after he says this, I'm going to talk about Come in Peace. Yeah. Yeah. They renamed that Can shit just... to Dark Angel. Yeah. It's like, what the like, oh. fuck? I had, it has the last line in the movie, the last line in the movie, or the second to last line in the movie is I Come in Peace. You go in pieces. You go and then then go in pieces. Then then go in pieces. I haven't I, watched it in so long. Pretty sure long. it's then go in pieces, dude. I, I you know that's one of those films like I've seen, but then when I think about it, I watched that once on video and I've never watched it again. And I <laughs> and and I remember everything so fucking well. I've seen it one time. I, rem- I remember most of it. I, I can tell you the beginning and the ending and like parts of the middle. So I know when I know way no I know way more about that film from the eighties that I watched on video once than I do of Johnny English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I but I know I watched Johnny English. I know I watched it. I know. I've, I've never seen any one of them. But I I'm happy that they they're making another one for some reason. I've never hey, watched any hey. of them. Give Rowan Atkinson more money. That's all I care about. I don't care what he does. Yeah, he could be the he could be the next Crocodile Dundee movie. I don't care. Just give yeah. more money. There you go. Um, but wait, wait, wait. Uh, yeah. I don't know what were we talking about. We went off on a tangent because I was talking about films coming out, and yeah, uh, I, 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 had, we, I had talked about Hellboy coming out in January. And then we just went on this tangent and ended up where yeah. we are now. I'm lost. So let's go ahead and uh, rate Dunkirk so we can end this fucking thing. Okay, hang on. Let me let me bring it. Oh, I can't. Hold on. I got to get my keyboard. I put my keyboard aside. It's currently 8.1. Uh, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm comfor- okay with an 8. I'm comfortable, very comfortable giving it an 8. Yeah, I would say as far as war films go... I didn't get misty at all. I didn't get, you know, I, I didn't, I, I wasn't traumatized like I was with Hacksaw. Um, I'd say an eight. I'm good with. I'm good Just, with you know, an eight. Only because of the direction mm-hmm. and the use of minimal dialogue and the use of silence as a character. Yes. Uh, all right. IMDb is showing me Web of Fries. Are they uh, are they fucking with me now? Web of Fries? Oh yeah, they yeah. did that with me too. What the? F- I I don't even know what that is. I I fucking hate IMDb. They now. They don't want you to have fries with that. What does that say? It gets cut off. Nacho fry. Oh, it's a Taco Bell ad. Oh yeah, they have these. Here's new, a t- they have these new here's fries a- that they. Yeah, whatever. here's a tip. If I have to like hunt for the for what the fucking for what the fucking uh, thing you're selling is, it's a bad ad. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so tired. 
right. I'm tired, Joey. Tired. So, tired of all of it. I'm so, tired of Oscars. I'm tired of movies. I'm tired of taco fries. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm tired. So tired. David Coep wrote. David Coep wrote I Come in Peace? Holy Christ. Do you know the resume? Or what's the word you used? Ouvre. Ouvre. That fucking David Coop has. Well, Ouvre is the, it's like the body of work. Well, I will say this. David Coop. Uh, I always said Coop, but I'm sure it's Coop. It might be um, Coop. But you know what? He wrote Dark Angel or I Come in Peace in 1990. It was only the third thing he ever did. After that, he did movies like Jurassic Park, Carlito's Way, Mission Impossible, Which... uh, All right, okay. Lost World, Panic, Panic Room, Spider-Man. But then he's also done real great films like Toy Soldiers. <laughs> and, and hey, I like Toy Soldiers. I liked it too, but let's be real now. Come on. Oh, for um, what it was, it was good. He wrote The Shadow snake eyes wait wait he wrote the shadow yeah with alec baldwin is, the shadow is that the, oh the sh- oh okay the shadow I, I was thinking of the spirit no, never mind no 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 i uh, beat you like eggs snake eyes stir of echoes snake eyes yeah that that's a that's a um who that not coppola that, no no it's de palma de palma the other yeah. one yeah the other italian the other wow um he also wrote premium rush though i i dug premium rush and we we talked about that because that was the first film i ever really like that was the first film i saw michael shannon was like yeah that guy that guy i know that guy (laughs) he also wrote uh what he wrote uh oh no that's characters characters, because he did the first uh mission impossible oh he also wrote Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But he did do the the Ricky Gervais film, Ghost Town. That was okay. I mean, that was standard. That was nothing really... Oh, shit. Uh, He wrote Trigger Effect. You ever see the Trigger Effect? Um, Is that the one? Michael Duchovny. No, David Duchovny, sorry. Uh, I want to say no. That's the one with David Duchovny. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is like almost... They think the world is ending because the power well, of the grid goes out. They're like in this isolated, like like cul-de-sac area, and like all of a sudden the power leaves, and no one has any information, and everybody's freaking out. And and yeah, it's kind of like a pseudo end of the world film where it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's, it, no, I've seen I, it. I, I've seen it. I actually liked yeah. it. He wrote and directed that. That's cool. I remember seeing trailers for that when that yeah. came out, and I was like, shit, I want to see this movie. I didn't get to see it in the theater, but I was a young David Duchovny. It, uh, no, it was Zach. Um, it wasn't David Duchovny. It was Kyle MacLachlan. Oh, Kyle MacLachlan, the other was, guy. I think you're thinking of Dermot Mulroney. No, I'm thinking. Of, I was thinking of. I, I got Twin Peaks mixed up with X Files. Okay. Common mistake. <laughs> it happens. Happens all I the time. Ha- I still haven't watched the new X Files. Me no. neither. I haven't watched well, I ha- last ep- last season because they they right. n- the new episodes are out now. 
let me let me let me let me, let me rephrase that. I obviously haven't watched the new X Files because I couldn't make it through 15 minutes of the first episode. But what I was meant to say was I still haven't watched the remaining episodes of the new season of Twin Peaks oh. because I only watched the first four, uh, which I watched in an altered state of mind, and it fucking freaked me out. <laughs> and I have not gone back to it since. I want to revisit the first two seasons and then watch this new season. But it's taking. Oh, it, I I, dude, listen, I know. I I, I want I want to do it though. I did the same thing, and I barely, ooh, barely made it through season one. <sighs> it's it's like, dude, I I'm with you. You know, it's, it's like it's one of those things like, oh yeah, I'm gonna binge watch this, and then like five episodes later, like you know, there's other shit I could watch. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the thing you, is, you I want to I want to binge watch the first two seasons, and then I want to binge watch the I, not binge watch. I want to watch the movie Fire Walk with me as well. I still haven't seen that because <laughs> I was done with I was done with the show by the time the movie came out. You know, what? here's the problem with and, the, bin, the whole Netflix binge watching thing. There's an extended cut of yeah, I've got that. It's like three and a half hours. No, I don't have the extended cut. Do I have? The, I have the cut, and then I, I have, have like it. the. There's like a yeah, I, I have two versions of it, but I'm not sure what versions I have. I'm I'm lost. But you know what the problem is with the Netflix, the whole Netflix culture of binge watching is, is that there's certain shows like Twin Peaks where when it came out, everybody was riveted because it because you were only watching one episode a week or every other week because they right. had to spread them out for a whole season. Watching that shit like five episodes in a row just fucking melts your mind. <laughs> it's just. You can take that shit for an hour and then think about it for a week, but then watching episode after episode after episode with no like chance to like digest it, it just becomes like this cavalcade of like, um, it's weird to say being overwhelmed by mundanity or like by slow like like the yeah. film so, the show so slow and methodical that it's even worse than if you're watching a show that's full of a lot of shit. It's just, yeah. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried twice. I've tried to binge watch Twin Peaks all the way through twice, and so far I still haven't been able to finish it. So, I still have not gotten past uh, Rosie's face appearing in the doorknob. So there's, that, no, I, there's no hope for me then. Uh, probably not. Yeah. Okay. Just just go ahead and start watching The Walking Dead. Maybe you'll enjoy that. <laughs> all right. We should end the show because yes, we should. We 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 did really good. With darkest <laughs> hour at forty five minutes, and now we're we're I, we're ninety minutes for this episode. I blame you. It's all your fault. All my fault. All right, uh, episode two hundred and sixty seven of Movie Sucktastic. Uh, as as always, we thank you for for joining us next week. Thank you so much. We don't exactly know what we're what we're reviewing next week, but we're gonna talk and we're gonna figure that out. But it's so. gonna be—it's gonna be two of the four remaining Oscar films we haven't reviewed. Well, it's either gonna be *Phantom Thread* and *The Post*, or it's going to be *Call Me by Your Name* and *Lady Bird*. We just haven't decided uh, which two are next week yet. Right. So, uh, go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. Download the show there. You can listen to the show there. You can tune in live every Thursday at eight o'clock and hang out with us while we talk the shit. Uh, you can go to our. Okay. We could talk. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com/slash/moviesucktastic. You can go there, and everything we post from 
wow that, that that was great like that <laughs> i loved it uh everything we post from show times of when we go live to trailers to just anything that tickles us uh goes on the facebook page you can go to our tumblr page it's moviesucktastic.tumblr.com you can also go and leave us email the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com you can leave us voicemail 908-514-4470 if you do either of those we will play it on the show and we will read your email on the show whichever one you decide to do uh, you can download the free app for your android device it is 100% free everything I said is in it it's how I listen to the show it's fantastic it uh, it is a really really good app and we highly recommend it and uh, oh yeah did I mention it's free 100% 100% free we treat you so good you may as, oh, you also, might as well just download also, it and also I mean highlight the fact that we're releasing more and more of our shows on YouTube so please check us out on YouTube oh that's right I always forget that because it's just kind of uh, it's kind of etched in my brain that YouTube could go fuck itself but we've got a new thing going where we do the slideshows instead of show the movie in the background and so they don't fuck flag us for shit even though they shouldn't be because it's it's it's, it's uh, all fair use uh, fair usage fuck you YouTube but anyway the, the music ended didn't it no it's not ended yet okay no it's not ended yet yeah check it out on but, YouTube yeah so we're doing that now and I have about a hundred episodes of the show maybe a little less that and you just post a bunch of new ones I just posted a ton of new ones, and we only got flagged for two of them, or three of them. And I appealed it, and they're they're up, and they're good. The slideshow ones, they just go right in. Even with a 30-second TV spot, just go right in. They don't care. They don't care. They don't care. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. All right, everyone. Well, do you have any words of wisdom before we go? Where can I take a shit? <laughs> Come on. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. That was a Dunkirk reference for anybody else. Yeah, well, we're reviewing the uh, Dunkirk. I know, so. but I'm just saying. You know, All right, let the music fade. Like, let the music fade. The let the music guy. fade. Let it fade! I'm not the shit guy. <laughs>